Hello, everyone. I am Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio, and joining me at this time, she's a very special guest. She's part of the Dark Metal Carnival, Raven Black. Please welcome Raven. Hi. How you doing? How's it going? Great. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. It's around that time. One of my favorite times of the year where you can just eat a bunch of food and no one looks at you weird. Exactly. It's time to fatten up. Fatten up for the cold winter. That's right, yeah, coming obviously very fast. It's already, it snowed yesterday for me. I don't know about you. Same here in Michigan. We got like two or three inches yesterday. It was really pretty, though. <laughs> That's good. I I was out yesterday, and I hated every minute of it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, I just looked out the window and took the dogs out, and it was just really pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Indiana, so like, I should be used to the snow and cold, but I'm like, at the same time, it's like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like to drive in it. I, I love living in it. I just don't want to drive in it. Yeah, sometimes it gets really slick out, and it's actually, you know, shouldn't be driving. No, I, I don't drive in snow at all. At all. <laughs> well, I want to start with a very fun question. I'm actually very curious. Uh, if you were stuck on an island and you could only listen to one band, but you can listen to the whole discography, who would you listen to, Raven? Forever or until I get rescued? Uh, until someone comes to get you, yeah. Queen. That is a very good pick. Thank you. <laughs> but, well, they, they cover so many genres. Like, you have, like, the rock opera side, and then some songs are just, like, straight rock songs, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's why I love them so much. You know, yep. they've, they've never, they never uh, settled into any one specific genre or any style. It was just whatever they felt and loved and wanted to do. They didn't, they push the envelope you know exactly and just everything they did is just no matter if it was like you know like some some people like oh it sounded like their older stuff so i like it like that but they just progressed and changed and it just everything they did was just so well done well produced yep yep i agree i agree for me i'm going off the bridge ah i got to see them in february and they just they rock yeah they do they do so right now, with COVID and everything going on, the one thing obviously not going on is live shows. So how have you been staying busy? I have been very busy just trying to maintain our presence and everything we worked for on Facebook, social media, trying to stay connected to our fans, um, our friends, family, uh, without being able to see people in person. It's been harder. So um, I've done all kinds of different things uh, between contests, merch, uh, chats. I do a lot of these online chats on Facebook with uh, our fans. Uh, just keeping in touch with everybody, keeping everybody's spirits up, um, keeping us relevant, you know, keeping our name out there, being connected. Because uh, I think that's that's the hardest part is like, you know, people just disconnecting. Um, a lot of bands, they don't, you know, I don't, some of my favorite bands, I'm like, what are they doing? I haven't heard about them doing anything this year and they can't usually because of the labels. You know, they're on labels, so labels shut down. Um, they might do a couple of little things here and there, but not much, whereas we're a do-it-yourself, so we, we work on it every single day. You know, just like we just change the way that we communicate and connect with our fans. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot of different times, you know, especially this year with there's really very little face-to-face, you know, contact and shows. 
but people with the internet is just still able to connect with people and now like connect with people, you know, in different countries still. Yep. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's interesting to find out from them what they're dealing with, with COVID in their country. Cause it's so different from here. Yeah, definitely. It changes, you know, country to country and even sometimes like state to state, there's a, a you know big difference with stuff going on, but it's still great that we can still connect with people if we can't physically be with them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Kind of similar to what we're doing right now. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. So it's, you know, I guess I, I had attribute to probably, I wasn't very much of a, a teenager that was on the phone all the time. You know, that's like this, the stereotype is, you know, teenage girls are always on the phone, always with their friends and they're always tweeting or they're always texting and they never put their phone down. But, um, you know, I never have been that person. You know, I'm, I'm more of an in-person kind of person. <laughs> um, but I kind of had to learn how to do all this, you know, and really, really utilize the technology to like keep in touch with everybody. Yeah. And when the pandemic started, like I usually wasn't on my phone a lot, but now it's like the only way to like just do even like simple stuff is like you have to be on your phone. And there's apps for, you know, banking and everything else. Food. Yes. Food. I, I haven't had this much takeout food in a long time. I mean, even being on the road, we'll stop somewhere and go in and eat, you know, but it's like food has been delivered. Groceries has been delivered um, just because we're trying to stay away from being in public. You know, we don't want to get sick. So that's kind of our choice, you know, to stay home. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a lot of people are doing, you know, not leaving your house. I mean, it's one of the big things they tell you is, you know, if you don't have to leave your house, don't. So. Yeah. And we haven't gotten sick. So knock on wood. Um, there's a thing. I, I truly believe. You know, I want to stay healthy, and this guarantees it a lot more if I just stay home. You exactly, know? and yeah. as you said, you know, apps are, you know, a lot of things are now being delivered to people at yeah. home. Exactly, exactly. It's convenient. It's, you know, and it, people say, well, it costs a lot of money. I said, well, I did the annual membership, and when they had a sale or whatever, and my first one was, like, refer a friend, so I got, like, $50 off my first groceries. So I was like, man, you know, this is great. $50 in groceries, that'll last us a while. So, you know, it was it was kind of cool. And then now that I've paid the annual, you know, every single delivery is free. So it it was worth it. It was totally worth it for us anyway, for us. Yeah, plus, I mean, the convenience factor, the safe factor of not going out. So, yeah, no, it's, there's definitely benefits to it. Yeah. And they don't even see us, like, at the door. They have the... They, they'll leave it at your doorstep and you get a, you receive an alert text that it's been delivered and you open your door and you get it. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> the contact was delivery. A lot of, a lot of things are doing that. Even, even if you go out to carry out, it's still similar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I had Chinese yesterday. Very good. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't really have one by me, so it's been a while for me. Well, yeah, well, yeah it's limited. It's limited. Yeah. But I, I kind of really want to start um, at the beginning of your music career. How did you come up and develop the idea of Raven Black? Well, I mean, the name the name is partially my name. So the, the name part was easy. But the, the dark metal carnival concept, I, I really had to think about what I wanted to be doing, what kind of music, what kind of image, um, and what kind of experience I wanted to create for, fan, for fans. Um, and I really felt that it was important to stick to what I love, not what the industry or what's popular or 
you know, what's considered the next new thing, you know. I didn't really worry about people, oh, well, that's been done before. Makeup's been done before. You know, you're going to be called, oh, you're going to be like Kiss of the new, of the modern world. Oh, you're going to be like Alice Cooper. You know, I didn't really care about that stuff um, because, you know, I, I started at a very later age. You know, I started at 40. I, I started the band at 40 years old. You know, I wanted to do this since I was early 20s, 18. I, I mean, I've wanted to be an artist my whole life. Um, in my early 20s, it, it wasn't easy. That was like the glam metal, you know, hair metal era in the 80s and new wave and, and all that stuff. So the British invasion, right? So I was very much into music then, but trying to form a band back then, becoming an artist, um, the opportunities were there, but not for an Asian female. Lots of opportunities for an Asian female, but it was more to date the producer, you know, sleep with the producer be the groupie like and that just wasn't in my you know that wasn't okay with me so I kind of put that put that aside and, and went to school and, and kind of did a different career path but it, the passion was always there I always wanted to do it um, and I still kept studying the craft dove into different things in my life but with this band it was like okay all my favorite things and I don't want to be like stuck to one thing okay you're only gonna do metal oh you're only gonna do rock oh you're only gonna do hip-hop or you know i didn't want to be labeled anything so i thought to myself well what's the one thing that the masses can appreciate no matter what genre it is they appreciate the art the art form itself and i said well people love the circus and the carnival i mean that's where you go to to expect the unexpected there's rides, games, art, music, um, fun. There's creepy stuff. There's, like, cute stuff. There, there's everything goes. Um, so I was like, well, you know, I want it to become a magical place that if I wanted to do a ballad, I can. You know, a very, very dark, solemn, dramatic ballad. I can do that in a dark metal carnival. Um, that might be not fitting for a heavy metal album. But who says that it can't be fitting? Who, who, who's, who's to say that? So I figured, you know, with the carnival being the characters that I wanted to build with having costuming and makeup and a theme, um, with the content that I knew I was going to write about my life, and I knew it would be dark because I've been through some dark things in my life, um, I knew that I wanted to help people. So helping people with dark experiences in life to find happiness and to embrace their darkness, you know, through metal music or rock music or whatever. Um, I wanted them to have a happiness to it, too. So the carnival was like a fun, dark place where I could be creepy, but I could be fun. I could be cute. I could be silly. I could also be very, you know, um, creepy and horror, you know. All of it was okay at the carnival. So that's when I decided to kind of like really put together my vision and start writing in these characters uh, that would kind of be my friends, you know what I mean? And that became the band. They're very cool. I mean, <laughs> it covered a lot of good points there. I mean, especially I think nowadays, as we said, with like the internet with like ordering food, I think it's a lot easier to start a band, you know, nowadays with the internet and do it yourself than it was back in like the eighties or the nineties. Correct. Yeah. It's, it's still difficult. I mean, there's a lot of work, a lot of money. Um, you're self-funded, everything costs money, and 
you know, you still have to like invest in yourself before you're, you get a certain following or a certain support, you know, system with your fans. Um, you also have to kind of pay your way into being able to be presented into the world, get exposure, you know, go on tours, things like that, play on festivals, pay for radio, you know, pay for agencies and management and all these people that will help you along the way to get more exposure. It's, it's just connecting all the dots. So that, that part is very challenging for any one person. Um, and, and a band, you have to find the right band members, people that are equally as committed as you are. Because to do it alone, it's almost impossible. The expense of creating a band and actually being a band and, and working as a band, you need all four of you, all five of you, all three of you to pitch in um, to make that happen, you know? So that I, I usually say that to a lot of people who've approached me like, well, how do you guys, how do you get to where you're at as a do-it-yourself band? It's like, lots of work, lots of time and commitment and lots of money. And they're like, well, how do you have that? Kind of, well, we all worked and worked and saved and saved. You know, I was explaining it on another interview. What it was like, you know, other girls, buy they buy shoes. You know, they buy $80 demonia boots and they buy the cute outfit and they go out and they go to shows and they spend money. They drink. They go out to eat. I don't do any of that. I, I literally stay home and every penny I make goes into my music. The thing that I want to do for a living. And after a while, it pays off, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you explained it, you know, very well. You know, <laughs> it's about, it's really, it's about investing in yourself. So, you're like, you might not have, like, the designer shoes or designer clothing, but you're investing in yourself for your your dream and what you want to do. And that it's really that's really like the basis of like every and any kind of dream, any kind of passion. It doesn't have to be just in music. It can be whatever your dream is. It's still the same foundation. It is the same foundation, and it's like you're just saying. If you want to do a podcast and a radio show, you have to invest in the equipment, the gear, the camera, the sound, the mic, the the streaming service, the the subscription to that, the technology. You have to have an account. You know, you have to do all these things to make it possible for you to do that. And then that's just that's just the setup. <laughs> now you got to go like do ads and boost and get Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to boost what you're doing so that hopefully people come and and then at that point you still don't make money. You have to get to a certain level of subscriptions or then you possibly might get to that level and you might, you know, be able to get donations through a click button on your <laughs> your channel, you know. There's there's steps and steps, but that's just like any business. Um, you open a store clothing store anything a nail salon a hair you start from scratch and you have to spend the money first to set it up and from there that's when you start to build and that's where people give up you know um they they don't know they can't sustain the building and it it's not their fault it's not a it's not necessarily a discipline thing it's it's i've got bills i've got a carpet when my car broke down my job gave me less hours but what i did is i quit my job and quit everything. I, I, you know, gave my cars back. I didn't want a car payment because that's money I can be using towards music. And I, I cut down my cable bill. You know, I don't, I only have internet. Uh, I don't need basic cable. I'm going to use Netflix and that's whatever, how much a year. Right. And I'm set. And yes, there's, there's a bunch of old movies I've seen already, but you know what? That extra $130 a month is rehearsal space. It's a microphone. It's a sound speaker. It's, you know, everything to do. It's a flyer. It's these hats. Like, I, I have to spend my money on, on what I want to do. 
So it, when it comes down, if you really sit down and make a list, you'll see where you need to spend your money and what you need to save. You know, don't live in a luxurious house. You know, don't pay four or five thousand dollars a month in, in expenses. Pay, get your expenses down to twelve hundred. You know, and work a part-time job to cover just that. You know. Yeah, you gave a lot of great advice. Very similar. <laughs> very, you know, it's very similar to what I did. Uh, I started out with a radio show, and I, um, I, I was doing good for like a, a year, but then. I just I couldn't do that and work another job, so like I put that on hold for right now. So that's why I switched to a podcast. So it's very very similar. It's you know that building process. Like sometimes it's just the infrastructure is just not in place. I mean, just or you have other commitments that like you know to do other things. Just kind of like where I'm at. So no, very good advice. And I think you know anyone um, you know, and not only in the music industry but every industry has gone through. Very, you know, very much challenges and just trying to build and grow your audience. Correct, correct. And I, I, I mean, I, I hate saying it to anybody, like, just in regular life, but I always say, you know, the only person that stops you from fulfilling your dream is yourself. And it, and it's not meant to sound cruel, but I'm like, you're the only person that can change your life. I, I could sit there and make excuses and go, well, I can't give up this job because I make so much money. And I've got this apartment and I've got this house and I've got a car payment and insurance. I can't quit this job. I have to keep excelling at this job because I have all these responsibilities. You can let go of responsibility. Well, I'm going to ruin my credit. Is credit what you want? Is that your dream? Is the big house and that nice car what you really want? You know, because that's what you have to ask yourself. Because that's what you're paying for and what you're working day in and day out to achieve. You know, um... Do you want to have a house and two dogs and three children? If that's your dream, go for it. You can totally attain that. Um, for me, it's like I want to perform on a stage and see the world with a band and play music and sing my heart out and wear makeup and costumes. And this is what I want to do. I want to hang out with my fans. I want to. I just want to be surrounded by music and the music world. Um, and I don't care about the luxurious house. I don't care for a fancy car. I don't care for fancy purses and shoes. I really don't care. I've had that. It, it doesn't mean anything to me. But let me tell you, when I see people or little girls that are eight years old singing my songs and dressing up as me, it's priceless. That's what I did for the last eight years to get to that. You know, that's the, that's the goal I wanted. And I still don't have it. You know, um, as far as, you know, I don't care for things like that. My car... I, I left California, moved to Michigan to lower all my expenses so we can tour. That's what we did. Uh, that was a huge step, leaving my family behind. I said, but my family is going to be okay. I can fly and visit them. See, it's again, it's your mindset. Like, well, I can't leave my family. I, I can't leave. Why can't you leave your family? You know, you can't stay with your family if that's what you want to do. You can't stay with your girlfriend or boyfriend if this is what you want to do. And if, if, if you choose that path, that's where you're going to be, you know, and you're always going to sit there and want it. You're going to, it's, it's doesn't go away. If you truly are passionate and love something, it will never go away. What you end up doing is resenting the person, you know, that you made that choice for. Um, then you're in an unhappy relationship. Your kids are, your, your whole family's unhappy because you did this, this thing where you lied to yourself. And so this is what I'm going to settle for 
yeah. you know, and you end up sabotaging it in your own way anyway, because you're not truly happy. So I say, you know, your happiness is like really up to you. And that person's happiness. That let that person marry the person who wants the same dream they want. You know, and that's like with Muppet and I'm like, when we were dating, man, it was like almost interrogation, you know, like I'm going to do music with or without you. So like, you know, I see that happen where couples will get more popular and more famous and they break up because one or the other was like, wait, you're, you know, this is too much. I just wanted to do this for fun. This isn't for fun for me. This is going to be something I do till I die. I would love for you to do this journey with me. But it's got to be what you want, not taking a ride with me. You know, because it needs to be genuinely what this person wants. And I did the same thing with the band members. Well, it took a while to is this what you want? If I called you at three in the morning and said, Metallica wants to go on a world tour for six months, we got to go on a flight at 7 a.m. That means you're dropping your girlfriend, your wife, your family, your kids. You're on a plane the next morning because this is what you want to do. And I said, it doesn't mean you don't love them. But if you, if they love you, they will truly support your dream. This is your dream, you know, and you'll come back and you'll see them and you're still married and you still have their parents. But this is your career. This is what you've chosen and love to do. So, you know, we hate leaving our furry babies. We have dog sitters. It's like. You know, God, isn't that expensive? Yeah. Guess what? I stand at the merch table every night after a show for five, four or five hours to make sure I meet my fans and that they want to support me and they feel appreciated so that I can afford to pay for that damn dog sitter so that I can still tour. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's all about choices. And I think a lot of people just look at the short term of I got to stick with, you know, my significant other instead of the long term. Like I might be away for a while, but. I will still see you. As you said, I can fly out to California to see my family. Like, there's still options. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I miss my family dearly right now. It's Thanksgiving, and I'm like, I want to go home and have turkey dinner with my family. I would love that. But, you know, um, and it's funny. I think I posted last year when we were on tour, I think it was with Cradle. Uh, we were in front of, I think, 4,000 people that night. It was just a huge arena show. And I had, we had had to get a picture of us with the entire crowd, you know, and uh, it was really cool. And the lights were just caught really perfectly. So I like posted as my profile picture and my, my caption was mom and dad, this is what, this is what I'm doing away from home. And it was like that personal message to them. Like, you know, this is what I'm doing, you know, and that's, you know, and the, and they know, you know, your family and your loved ones know what you truly want to do. You know, they know, they know that that's in your heart. So, you know, I, I look at it like, I look at my bandmates, you know, my drummer's my husband, so we're always together, but I purposely put that together too. I wasn't going to be in a relationship with anyone that wasn't able to go on tour with me and be a part of my life. That could have been, that could have been any musician, an assistant, a crew member, it could have been anybody, but they needed to be able to follow what I'm doing. My choice, you know, my choice for me. Um, but I was lucky. I was lucky I found the person that, you know, is part of the band and created the band with me. Yeah, it's always very cool, especially getting to work with, you know, as your husband, your drummer, like, getting to work with that person, you know, creatively, you know, both working together to produce music. I mean, it's got to be a really cool experience. Um, it is. That was what we talked about when we were dating. Like, what's your, what's your ideal dream life? Like, if, 
from the moment you wake up, what would you like, what would be the like epiphany of heaven to you? Like your heaven, your personal haven. And uh, we both had the same idea. I said, I want to wake up in the morning, have my coffee and my cigarette, look outside on the porch, you know, and just like have my dogs and my animals around me and enjoy the view and enjoy my cup of coffee and my cigarette. And then after that, I want to go back in and I want to sit in my music room and start writing, you know, for a few hours. And I would get out and I would prepare some lunch, have some lunch. And then after that, go back to work and do some business stuff on the computer. And then like dinner, maybe have sometimes have friends over for dinner or go out to dinner, do something, you know, for evening, come home, write some music some more, and then wind down with a good movie, a bath, and then sleep. Oh, and of course, sex in there too, but you know, like, you know, like my wind down part. And, the, and so I said, that would be my ideal life of a, in my day. That's what I want. And we're like, pretty much this close to it. But not in a glamp. See, that's what people don't think. I'm not talking about a mansion. And, you know, I'm not, there's nothing. It's so, it's so attainable. You know, we're in a two bedroom, one bath, little cottage in the middle of the country of Michigan. You know, our, our mortgage is less than people's rents for a one bedroom apartment in the city. But we get to do that every day. So, you know. Yeah, no, very cool. And so, you know, comes down to choices and finding someone who still, you know, has that, you know, similar interest and passion and the same intensity as you do. Yeah. And then you know that person. You know, not a lot of people will fit you that way. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, very recently, Raven Black put out The Key, which I have a physical copy right here. Have you listened to it from start to finish? I have. Actually, I did a review for it uh, like two weeks ago, I think, looking at my calendar. Yeah. How come it? Did I see it? Did I comment on it? I don't remember the review from you. Yeah. I I tagged a band. I didn't have you in it. You need to tag me so I can see. I would love to hear your review. Sure. Yeah. uh, I would. I will. I will make sure to do that. Yes, it is. It's on YouTube right now. So. And just you know, I love reviews. Because I want to see your perspective. Not about is it good or bad. I don't care, you know, everything's subjective, but I want to know what thoughts it provoked. You know, musically, vocally, whatever. Like, I want to know what thoughts were provoked. Um, And that's fascinating to me. I live for it. You don't even understand. That's the reason why I write songs, is to know your thoughts about the song. So that's exciting. It's very, for me, it was a very thought provoking album. covered so many topics um that you really you just i just really thought about my whole life just like th- you know listening to this album kind of where it matched up with my you know my parts of uh, my life even and it just it's a really really solid album you know not only Thank music you. but just the the lyrics it, it every song you know had different thoughts of what i've gone through and what uh everything means thank you thank you that means a lot to me so yeah, uh, so yeah, I'll make sure to uh, I'll tag you in that. It's uh, it's on yes, YouTube please. right now for anyone listening. It is it's on my YouTube channel, Super Cool Radio. So make sure to check that out as well. But how was it writing and recording this album? Because I think it's definitely listening to your first two albums. It's definitely it's different, not like musically, but just definitely the lyrics on the key. Uh, well, so you know the lyrics usually are 
we write like a year, two years before an album is released, you know? So, um, I just, the first three albums up to the fourth album is already written pretty much because of the comic books that we have, the comic book storyline and, uh, me being, um, that's my other passion is as a writer. So, uh, not just songs, but story fiction, you know, um, I don't know if you just, I don't know if you heard that I have an autobiography out. I no, I heard about the comics, but uh, no, I I didn't own, yeah, I didn't advertise my autobiography. So I wrote an autobiography because I turned 50 this year. And that was a bucket list item of mine since I was 25 that I would write my first book and it would be my autobiography of what the hell I've experienced up till 50 years old. So I had no idea what that would have entailed, but you know, it was a goal of mine and I'm, I'm big on that. So you know, if you ask my friends from childhood, they'll be like, yeah, she's like the bucket list queen. So, um, you know, maybe it's my Virgo nature. I have no idea where it came from, but I love the movie Bucket List, too. That is um, a very good movie. Yeah, it's a very good movie. So, you know, I that was what I had set out to do. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And I started writing it probably bits and pieces of it. Inspired to write from like 2014 or 13, I started it and just kind of you know pieces by pieces and i finished the last two or three chapters in the last two months so um and the last few years has been the band and music so it was pretty cool uh, to get through that but so i had that but i i love writing and so i write i wrote the comic book storylines in outline for the first issue second issue third issue and i wanted them to be released with every album so each album has kind of like a soundtrack to the comic book storyline. Um, not verbatim, but you could definitely, once you read the comic book, you're going to be like, okay. And then once you read my autobiography, then you're like, that's what those lyrics are about, that part of her life. Um, and I've, I've been getting those different reviews from our fans that have read my book. And uh, we've been doing these face chats and they're like, so when I heard this song, I was like, oh my God, that was her time during this age, you know? And so it's, it's all very organic and real. They're, it's all real life experience. So um, it's funny because people will say like, oh, you know, on the beginning of my demons, you're going, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. And they're like, oh, that's just so cheesy. That's so gimmicky, just using that. I go, well, but if you read my book and my story of my life, you'll understand why those lyrics were put in there. Because I was, I was contemplating and very crisscrossed with faith at that time in my life with drug addiction so that was a very important piece that i kept repeating to myself when i was trying to sober up so it's now no longer gimmicky you know what I mean? it's not something i just picked out of the blue you know <laughs> um it's just something that it set the pace to my psychosis at the time so so you know when people criticize or write i really don't pay attention to it because for me it's like yeah, you didn't live my life, so you, you have no idea. And it's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, definitely comic books, lyrics, all written from real life. And then timely with our music. And then musically, the guys, they get things from me like, okay, so I have these lyrics. I'm in, I'm in a mental drug psychosis. I'm in a padded room. I described them you know, from my own, from my own story and vision. And I need a really dark, you know, kind of melodic intro, kind of sporadic, kind of chaotic, like I'm mental, I'm having a mental breakdown. And so, you know, Chris will get on the guitar and start playing little 
little licks, you know, little riffs and stuff. And I'll be like, yeah, like, yeah. And then I'll go, and then I'll maybe th- in plug in some melody to it. Like, you know, I told my, I actually did it with my demons. I said, I, I want to do where I'm sitting on the, on my floor with my knees here and, and rocking back and forth. Like I'm schizo. And I said, I am, you know, I lie waiting, and you know, and I, and that's what I do. And then he'll go, you know, and then he just follows. And the next, you know, they're on drums and Lewis is on bass. And the next, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. And then we have just the verse and that's kind of how we write. So it's a story that has lyrics, sometimes has melodies, sometimes melodies are inspired by what Chris does on a guitar or Ryan, for instance, with um, uh, Spider. Ryan was on a keyboard with a waltz, you know, riff, and and Chris ended up mimicking his keyboard for the waltz with the Spider. And it was like, dun, 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 and it was creepy and kind of carnival-y, so we're like, that's it. And then I was thinking, well, this makes me sway back and forth. So I was like, I feel like a spider hanging on a spider web string. And those lyrics were written on the spot. Um, that I was a spider and I was tired of getting squished by everybody. And then I turned it into a metaphor of being in life where people just want to smash you and take you down. Um, and then you, they, they just take you on this whirlwind of back and forth, false promises, you know, um, high hopes, you know, disappointments. And, and I, you're the spider, you're the victim. But... Eventually, you figure it out, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to cut your throat out now, because I can sneak into your mouth during your sleep and kill you. You know, that. so it was that, it was that coming, it's in that overcoming of being hurt, of being taken advantage of, being disappointed by someone, and realizing the power you have, even though you're a little itsy-bitsy spider. You know what I mean? So that, that was the whole story. So that song, as silly as balancing balancing you know i bounce and sway um with a spider but metaphorically as a human being in life struggles and mental illness it's a profound metaphor for someone who's been pushed back and forth you know emotionally so i always try to find that hidden meaning in in what i write (laughs) yes uh yeah i found you know a couple you know hidden meanings and you know throughout some of the songs or at least you have like what you're saying, but then there's like the meaning behind it as well. I thought that was it was really cool just to really you know break down every song like you know, <laughs> here's here's the lyrics, but this is what is going on. But I thought it was very well done. Yeah, so that's what I purposely aim for. So thank you very much for saying that it actually accomplishes that. So uh, yeah, you know, it, it, I actually truly make aim for that. And the sillier the the lyric. The more ridiculous the lyric and the simple as the lyric is with the most profound message is my like my like winning trophy to myself, you know. <laughs> and then some of the songs are straight up, just straight up, right up, get to the point. Like Darkest Pit is straight to the point. There's no metaphor. There's really just right at you. This is what it is. I've been I've been, you know, doing my best and I just can't hold on anymore. You yeah, know? that's a very straightforward song. But I mean, it's still, you know, there's still a meaning there. Like you can, you know, like there's a meaning there. And there's a song that I really want to talk about because I think you know, it's very fitting. Like with, you know, quarantine, the shutdown happened this year. I think it's very uh, relevant song right now. That is "Hear Me Cry." How was it writing that song? 
that song has been literally um, a song that's been in my head for years. Uh, that's about my attempted suicide since I was 13. And I had always wanted to write a ballad, actually, about it. And I thought about it, well, a ballad, yes, that's expected because it's a solemn, very dark subject matter. Um, and I was like, well, how do I inspire people to reach out for help like I did and not, not, you know, you know, not kill themselves? And I said, so, you know, how do I reach them to that level? It's like, yeah, everybody hears it all the time. And I remember hearing, yeah, you know, don't kill yourself. You know, everything's going to be okay. And, and it's always those positive things. I said, but I really wanted to take the other side of it, which is showing that crazy battle in your head of, you know, I want to die, I want to give up, and then the next day you're like, no, but I still want to live, and it's that psychosis, and then you like, you're hateful, and then you're angry, and then you're sad, and then you're, it's everything wrapped into one, all at the same time, and that's why you feel suicidal. That's when someone feels suicidal, they, they love you, they don't want to disappoint somebody, like there's so many emotions all at the same time, so I was like, this song, I want it to be taken seriously, so that's why I wanted the introduction to really set the mood and that's why we did mel melodic that and kind of take everybody on this journey and then kind of slap you with like but there's a fight in me and there's a strength in me and a power in me that's not going to just give up you know and then there was the crazy psychotic where now you're kind of kooky because you're 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 done with being mad you're done with being sad and now you're just crazy and you want to hurt people because you're angry and hurt um, and the psychosis, and that's why in the video I have the voodoo dolls. And I was like, all the fake people that hurt me, I'm just going to, you know, make them into these dolls. And I'm just going to, like, bury this. And I'm going to hurt this, you know, and get try to get myself to heal from this. You know, and, and so you want to attack something. But you're not a bad person, so you can't, you know what I mean? You're not going to go murder somebody, you know, and hopefully people don't do that. But it's just killing the pain. Killing the what the memories and and the resentments from people hurting you or doing you wrong, and I mean, funny that they were the the dolls were my bandmates. <laughs> I was like, I hope nobody thinks that I want to kill my bandmates, but you know, obviously that's for for video music video quality. But you know, it's just the 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 state. The message was like to kill, you know, take these eyes one by one, stitch them in a doll that's done. You take the heart from the chest, tuck it in behind the breast. With every breath, we count to ten as we leave the soul to rest. Hide the name, disguise the face. We color them, a toy we make. So you got to take all these people that have hurt you or things that have disappointed you, have caused you pain, and fictionalize it and turn it into this thing that you can get rid of, that you can, you can let go of, release it from yourself, you know? And then that's hear me cry. So now you're actually self-healing and coming out of that and that's that big huge scream out of the the bridge uh which is you know hear me cry can anybody hear me cry and you're really self-reflecting of you know do you even care will you see my pain will it hurt again will you be there in the end so all the people that really don't care i don't i don't have time for you you know and so it's but my favorite line of that entire song is um, someone take my hand. Someone help me stand. I want to walk again. You know what I mean? I want to leave the past behind. Because that, those lyrics, that's that part, was the thing right after the noose is already tied. Meaning, 
you were right at that brink. It's already tied. You're ready to kill yourself. But no, you know, someone, just someone take my hand. Like someone really, really give a shit and listen to me cry. Listen to what I'm saying and help me. Just grab my hand and pull me out of this. You know, someone who genuinely cares. And I think that was the profound message I wanted is there is always somebody there that's strong enough to pull you, to take your hand and help you. But you got to let them know. you got to cry it out. You've got to. You gotta scream. You gotta, you know, you gotta break free from your own. I call it your own bindings. That noose was all about. That noose can be invisible. It's your own noose. In life, you know. <laughs> I, I, it's a very intense song. I mean, it it kind of has like a slow build to it. it. Starts off a little bit softer, and then just you know, as it moves on, it just grows and grows and grows and. You really uh, materialize what it's like for someone in that situation who's thinking about suicide. Like you really materialize what they're thinking, what they're going through. Yeah, and and it was it was not it was easy because I've been through it. You know, I I still go through it. I have my moments. You know, but I'm at a different place in my life where I know how to manage those things and I know how to communicate and talk about it to release that stuff. Um, you know, when I was younger very difficult because I didn't have the tools and I call them life tools, life experience to, to know which friends to talk to about it. That matters. Yes, it does. If you go to your party friends, they're probably not going to give you the feedback you need if you're feeling that way. They're going to help you maybe escape from it. And that's good too. You know I mean? There are certain things that you need at different times, but the whole point is to just reach out. You know, reach out and uh, keep reaching out. If you're still thinking, just keep reaching out. And there's hotlines, and we did the hotline at the end of the video uh, to be more anonymous. But, um, you know, the band has a group called Rejects Health for our fan base um, that we created this year because of COVID. Like you're saying, it's been a really rough year for everybody. Um, but we've created our own little community family to help each other and support each other. And, like, literally, I, you know, you can ask any, every single one of our fans. It's, you know, every single person, including myself, has posted a bad day and two days later, a good day. And no one judges. No one's tired of it. Everyone is there for each other. Like, it's okay to have seven bad days and one good day and then 12 good days and one bad day. It doesn't matter. We're all here for each other. Um, and I think that is probably my biggest accomplishment this year is uh, getting the rejects um, to a level of, they're like their own beast now. Like if the band broke up today, the rejects would still be alive. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's something I'm really proud of uh, because it's just people, you know, and they've become friends and it's just beyond a fan base now. You know what I mean? It's like a family now. And uh, we just did a tribute shirt for them for 2020. When um, I put all, we put all their names on the front and back of the shirt like a tour shirt but it's them and it's a tribute shirt to them called we are the rejects and it's been pretty cool i've been collecting pictures of everybody wearing it yeah right, yeah, right on i mean it's uh, it's a very uh you know close-knit uh community you know the rejects and you, know, you even talk about you know one of the songs we are the rejects and on the key mm -hmm. so i mean definitely that's a crazy song it's nuts <laughs> And, I, every, I love and every radio station and Spotify playlist, master playlist, they've all picked up that song. And I, I don't know why, but I'm thinking it's the rejects of some kind of energy or something to it. 
Yeah, no, I I love that sign. Just um, you know, every time you talk about like the the side effects too, I thought that was, it was very very good uh, inclusion. I, well, because we've had all that stupid fake news all year, right? We don't even know if it's fake. We don't know if it's real. We don't know if it's fake. But yeah. I just thought it would be a really kind of cool mockery of our world today, you know? Like, but at the same time, the re the rejects are like, you know what? We're not going to worry about all that. We're just going to be us. You know, we're we're about brotherhood, kindness, and fun, and metal music. And so that's what we're going to focus on to get away from all that. Exactly. You know, and shouldn't be really paying attention. I mean... It could be fake news, real. I mean, it's just you got to focus on your life and yourself. Exactly. I mean, no matter what happens, no matter what side you're on or whatever, the fact is that I don't feel safe going anywhere right now, you know, health wise or protest wise or looting wise or whatever. You know, I don't I know that I'm safe at home and I know the people that are caring and supportive and I want everybody to be safe and healthy. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter politics, religion, and, it, and all of that. It's just human yeah. beings, you know. Exactly. And, you know, just make sure people are safe. That should be like a you know basic thing. It shouldn't mean that, oh, you're, you know, with them or against them or whatever. It's just you want, it, it's all about humanity and about, you know, yeah. keeping people safe. Well, it's like I think about it like this. Let's say that uh, when I walk up to a person and let's say they're keeled over, can't breathe. And they're like on the sidewalk on their hands and knees. I will never be the person who goes, well, are you a Trump follower or Biden follower? Are you Catholic, Christian, Jewish, you know, Satanist, Luciferian? Like I, none of that applies. It's human to human. Immediately, my instinct of being a good human being would be to help this person. Right? Even if they were a criminal. What if they got stabbed from a gang drug deal just down the street? I don't know that. All I know is to be a good human, and my job is to go and react and say, do you need help? Call 911, you know, and be a good human being. And I think that's where we need to go in the world is that basic human instinct of you see something not right, meaning someone getting hurt, someone in a health situation, to reach out and help. And that's it. It's that simple. Exactly. And I think then... And it, you know, again, as I said, you know, it's about being, you know, humanitarian, just, you know, looking out for everybody. It doesn't, you know, as you said, they could be a criminal, but you don't know that. And it's still. I wish the aliens would come here right now and just like tell us like it is. You know what I mean? Because they're going to overpower. They're going to be smarter than us and way more technologically advanced. And they can just tell us all of you shut up. This is how it's going to be now. You guys have messed up everything so badly. We had to come down and expose ourselves now just to help you guys because, again, you guys are fucking this shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I literally want the aliens to say this. I'm like, come down here. We need help right now. Seriously. We fucking need help. Yeah, I mean, it's 2020. The, aliens- human, the human species is fucking, we don't know what's right and wrong anymore. Like, we just don't. Some of us still do. But we need help. You know, exactly. people say, well, God's supposed to help. I go, but that's part of the problem. Not that God is a problem. People using the God to behave in a way that's violent or whatever. People using government. People using politics. Um, people using money. People using, uh, you know, whatever. Socialism, capitalism, communism. Whatever you want to fucking call it. Human species is not supposed to behave in this way. Yeah, you I- ever see the animals doing that? I agree, hundred percent. The way you put it is, 
We're, we're not we're not looking out for each other. In any, we've stopped, you know, in we've, right stopped, we've stopped being kind, good human beings. Wealth, greed, all the shit. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's bad. And as you said, you know, people either using, you know, religion or politics or, you know, something to say, I have authority over you because I believe this way. Well, I'm not- right. You're wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Like, who's to say? Exactly. You know? Who's to say? I don't know. I'm okay with saying I don't know. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with going like I have no idea who's lying, who's cheating, who's doing that. I have no idea because I don't know. I don't know the truth. But I do know one thing. I don't care what color, what freaking sexual orientation you are, what fucking religion you are. I don't care if you fucking hate Trump. I don't care if you hate Biden. I don't care if you hate people. Like I know that I wouldn't know that right off the bat. But if I know that you're bleeding out of your gut, I'm going to call 911 and I'm going to try to do something to help. If you're a criminal, then that will take place after. At the hospital, they'll arrest you or whatever. They'll figure it out. Not my job. My job as a human being, though, is to alert that somebody's bleeding and hurt on the sidewalk. In my neighborhood, you know, or whatever, my city. Or, like, that's wrong. You don't just walk by and be like, oh, I'm not, you know. No. You put yes, and you put that in a very good way is that you'll help this person and like they'll deal whatever consequences it was that you know they were in that situation, it will work itself out. But keeping that you know, keeping the person alive and calling nine one one, that's the main concern because this is you know, human to human, you know That's the right thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the right thing to do. Exactly. Being good. Being good is really important. Yeah, and I think definitely some people have definitely you know lost that way. I mean, others you know still there's still good people. I'm not saying you know everyone's there's lots bad. of good people. Exactly, there's still good people out there, but it's definitely not. You know, a- and I'm I'm sad because even good people are afraid to tell any of their opinions now. PC, you know, all they're afraid of the criticism even amongst their own family members or friends because some people are just so angry and so one-sided or so adamant about a certain ideal or what they believe and there's nothing wrong with that but you know it's the, it's like I'm okay with being divided I'm okay with losing your friendship because you don't see the same things I see or interpret the same things I for me it'll be like that's your opinion I don't even have an opinion you know as far as that I, I try to stay out of that because I think that is the, the poison that we're all drinking and seeing and absorbing um, and so I'm like, no, I'm going to just be a good person. So my way of being a good person is, okay, you are so-and-so and whatever you believe. I respect that. Yeah, it, it's all about respecting people's choices. I think, I mean, definitely if someone wants to cut you off for just, you know, a little thing, I mean, that's, that's their choice as in, you know, their choice as in your choice to respect them. It's, you know, it's all about I mean, respect. People's choices. I can see it in social media amongst my, my fan base. People will post their own opinions about what's going on in the world, and other people disagree with it. And then I get a messenger going, you know, didn't you think that was inappropriate? And I go, no, because remember, what do we stand for? Non-judgmental, a brotherhood, and I'm going to allow that person to have their opinion. You know what I mean? And that's on their personal page. I don't, That's their life. I have... I. I'm not going to judge them 
Now, if they turn around and shoot and hurt somebody and murder somebody, then I don't want to be their friend anymore because that's not a good human. You know, a person who refuses to wear a mask, that's their choice. You know, you, you can't just go all of a sudden hating them because, you know, and then they're going to hate you for wearing one because they believe in a different idea. You believe it. But at the end of the day, why hate somebody because they refuse to or want to wear a mask? Just ridiculous. Yeah. Just so over at the end of the day, I think when it comes down to it, and we do get Armageddon, and there are people with bats coming at you, I and we were at a concert, let's say, like in Vegas, it happened, right, with the shooting. I said, I think that guy that doesn't want to wear a mask is going to be the first one to shield you from a gunshot or a bat. And then you won't think so differently of that person, right? Because the core of that person is good. That's yeah. what you need to see through. You need to see through good people and bad people. There's good people and bad people. You know? Yeah, and I think people are just making assumptions just off, like, the first, what the first thing they see is, like, oh, that must be their, you know, this is the way they think. Like, they think they know you already just by, like, looking at you. And we all... Like, the same thing, remember, when everybody that wore a turban was, like, a terrorist all of a sudden? And we all got... But it was fear. That came from fear. Not everybody that wears a turban is a terrorist. Exactly. Just like right now, if I wear a black bandana, it's because I'm a fucking metalhead and I think it looks cool. You know, <laughs> maybe I forgot my mask at home and I just threw a fucking bandana that was in my fucking local apartment. I don't know. But I might be considered, you know, something with Antifa. I have nothing to do with that, you know, or whatever, right? Because they're dressing that way or whatever. It's just like the blue and red Crips versus Bloods in LA. You know, if you were red and walk in their neighborhood, you know. It's, still, it's all that stuff, and it's all about divide, and it's all about judging. And I believe that no one is any better than anyone else in judging each other. We're all humans. And that's why I said, I wish the aliens would come here and go, okay, we are superior than you guys as a species, okay? And we're going to zap you all now so you all can be reset to goodness because you guys are ruining it, you know, or whatever. So, you know, it's of course, I'm joking, but, <laughs> you know, and some people believe in that truly believe in that conspiracy theorists they say there's aliens walking amongst us looking like humans great i want to fucking meet one man be like what do we do you know what do we have to do we want to be good i want to be good i want to live in a world where it's good yeah you know i want people to be happy where's love where is love i grew up in a world when i was young you know my generation was you know kids holding hands around a globe i mean that was everywhere that was iconic um, Coca-Cola, you know, oh teach the God, world yeah. to sing in perfect harmony, insane, you know, and I still drink Coca-Cola, but, you know, it's just, I just want to see people happy and feeling safe, healthy, and there's love in this world. There's love conquers everything. Yes, I couldn't put it any, any better. We need, we need more love in this world, definitely. And, you know, if the aliens show up, I mean, it's 2020, I wouldn't, I, I, I'll be all for it, but like, hey, come on in. Like, I mean, I... <laughs> so those would say, I was like, dude, if an alien came up to my door and was like, we need to speak with you, I'd be like, yes. What do I need to know? What do I need to do? Yeah. You know, take me. Like, what do we need to do to help the world heal and be peaceful and healthy and safe again? You know, what is it that we need to do? And maybe that's what's happening. We don't even fucking know. Yes. Maybe all this chaos is because the aliens are here and the other people are panicking going, you can't take away this power from us. You know what I mean? And they're, we don't know. 
Yeah, I think I'm de- I'm very comfortable with saying like if I don't know something, I don't know. Like, it, there's no point in me trying to lie and come up with an answer if if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, and it it all stems from fear, and it's okay to be fearful. But if you just stay with the rule of love, you're gonna be alright. And yes. you know what? If we're meant to get killed, like literally, if we're meant to just die from aliens coming here and destroying our Earth, it is what it is. We will have another life. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't worry. You can't worry about stuff that's like, you know. You can't control. Exactly. Can't control. No, no point in worrying about it. If, you know, if it's out of your hands, it's out of your hands. All like, you can do is be a good human being. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, again, as I said, can't say it any better. Like, you gotta, lo- you gotta love other people and respect them, and hopefully, I mean, we're gonna get through this. That's the thing that people we have are. to realize. We are. We will get through it. We need to just remember to love ourselves and love our family and friends and be good. That's it. And if we all do that, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Yeah, and we're, and we're all we're all in the same boat about this. I mean, you know, some people are you know we're all affected differently. Like no one no one's going through this unaffected. Like someone is affected. is affected. Exactly. Every. In some, some of way. our ajax are testing positive for COVID right now. You know, and I'm worried about them and I've been keeping in touch with them and making sure they're recovering, you know, how their what you know, how their pro- progress is and some of them have gotten over it. So some other them way. are just testing for it right now. Yeah, they're running fevers and you know, I'm just like worried about everybody. And it's like just try to stay home, you know. And what I'm seeing right now is all those five, six people, they've all gotten it from work. So what does that tell me in common sense? Maybe we do need to not go to work for a little bit. And maybe we need the government to help us a little bit so we can get this under control. You know, like just common sense, no political, no religion, no one's, you know, no conspiracy. Just if I'm possibly going to get it from going to my work job every day, I would like the government to just give me some relief and let me stay home so I don't get sick and die. That's pretty simple one plus one right it, it's common sense that i think i mean i think you know obviously there's people who still have it but i think definitely there's some people who've kind of lost their common sense a little bit yeah and then there's like well we have to have workers essential workers nurses doctors all that stuff to treat it yeah they can go to work but they should have a choice in being you know volunteering to do that and risking their health or not and if they volunteer not to, they should get some kind of severance from the government to help them stay home to care for their family. I think that's the common sense well, thing to do. Like, I mean, shit, uh, the government spends like, tons of money, billions of dollars on, on warfare and weapons, on all kinds of things, on, on campaigns, on everything, uh, research, all you name it. You know, they, they've spent money. Just make money to keep people healthy and safe. It's yeah, again, so simple. Being, you know, being good human beings and looking out for each other. Just yeah. same stuff. Well, they, they say that the vaccine apparently is kind of mid-December or something is the, what I've been reading. And uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to take that vaccine. I'm not, a, I'm very pro-vaccine, but after it's been tested and made sure that it's safe, right? Yeah, I think and it was rushed a little bit. Flu. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it right away. I, I think I'm going to wait to see the side effects. <laughs> you know, and the side effects isn't it's, you know, elevated levels of heavy metal in their blood. So, <laughs> unless it's that, 
I'm not, I'm not going to be that quick to get it, but I hope they get a really good, positive, good vaccine that helps us all, everyone, everyone in every country and every state, everywhere. I just want people to be healthy again. You know, this is like crazy. Yeah, everything going on, it's definitely, if you would have asked me this time last year, if you would have told me everything that's going to happen this year in November of 2019, I, I would have laughed at you and thought, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But, and went through know, all- people, but check this out. Conspiracy theorists, there's movies out. They have predicted this for years. And we laugh, we're like, oh, God, you know, conspiracy theorists. Yeah. So, like, I've even read some stuff from conspiracy just to know, be aware of what they're saying, just so I'm not completely shocked when if if it happens i'm saying if it happens right Uh, because again i don't know you know what i like to do is be an educated person that is aware of things but doesn't mean i'm gonna side with anything because i still don't know if it's true exactly i mean the you know the more ideas you read i mean it definitely helps you build at least an understanding about other things that's just like to me, education very big part, and just you're know, reading different things, even if you don't agree with it, it's still being aware of different ideas. Yeah, and I've I've talked to so many people over the last seven months, you know, even politics and religion. Like they were, they I asked them because everybody knows I I'm like neutral. I'm I've always been, um, but I asked them, okay, so did you vote for Trump or did you vote? And they're like, I voted for so, and I'm like, tell me why. Like, what was your, you know, what's your what because i've read you know their agendas on what they want to do for the country and i said and i agree with some i don't agree with some i said but on both sides so you know like i'm curious educate me like what what steered you to this direction or that direction? like what's your opinion and these are people that are pretty level-headed not too crazy fanatical like well i can't talk to you if you don't you know agree with me so i kind of wanted to just pick their brains you know so i picked their brains different people's brains and i'm like it's really interesting and that was it and they were like you know, and they didn't try to get me to, like, agree either. They just respected the fact that I I didn't vote and I didn't know who to vote for. And I didn't know which agenda I was in for. And I just kind of, like, I just want to stay neutral, you know, and, and just be a good human being. And they're like, well, you know, you should vote because that's, like, your, you know, your right, you know, to vote. And I go, yeah, I'd like to. But if I like anything in my life, unless I'm 100% on anything, I don't do it. You know, I I don't, I don't do that. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel right about it. I don't feel right about it. And it's also, uh, it's also right. I mean, you have the right to vote and you have also the right, you know, you don't have to vote. It's not, you know, it's not something you have to do. Yeah. But that's like, oh my God. So somebody had just told me and I had no idea that apparently Kanye West received like 2000 votes in certain states. He was on a ballot and I was like, really? And I'm like, I didn't hear that until like yesterday. And they're like, yeah, and apparently he's going to run the next time on all 50 states, though. And I was like, oh, my God, I did not hear that. I did not hear that. But that's true, apparently. He did receive some votes because people were like, I don't vote, want to vote for these guys. So I'm going to vote for him. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, that's interesting to me. But, you know, hey, Reagan was an actor. Yep. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor and he was an actor. Trump was a businessman. So yeah. it's not like it's, you know, but... For me, it's like, no, I would not vote for Kanye West. No, I would not. Um, I would rather vote for no one <laughs> and not vote. But uh, it's funny because I, I look at it like the world is nuts right now. That's all yes. I know. I do know that, that to be the truth. 
the world is chaotic right now. Well, every every election, a presidential election, Alice Cooper always says he's running for uh, president. I I was very tempted to vote for him this year. Is he on the ballot? No, I mean he just I, made the, he, every four like, years. I was like, is he on the ballot? See, I don't read enough. You know what I mean? I read like the general stuff just to get an awareness, but uh, I try not to go down the rabbit hole. You know what I mean? I try not to go in the rabbit hole. Um, I check on like the major news things, and of course, it's all fake. Apparently, that's what people say, and I go, "Well, fake news or real news? I got. I just want to know what's going on. You know what I mean? Kinda, at least a gist of it, yeah. so I know if I need to like." go buy some more ammo or not <laughs> to yes. protect myself and my home. I, I said, you know, that I do believe in the constitution. I do believe in, you know, I do believe in like, I do believe in religion as a practice of faith and people have the right to practice however they want. But I do believe in law and enforcement. I do believe that um, it's good for a community to have law, law enforcement um, because there's people that are bad people that need to have consequences. I do believe there's racism that exists. Um, I do believe there's prejudice. I do believe all that in many different races, not one single type of race. You know, um, I do believe there's communist people who want to hurt Americans. Scary. But I can't change that. I can't change that there's communist people in the world or bad people in the world. But I can change me for being good. You know, and only associating with good people around me, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, there's stuff, there's obviously a lot of stuff, you know, in your control about, you know, who you, who you're friends with, but then there's a lot of stuff that's out of control, like what's currently going on right now. Like, we really, there's not much we can do right now about. Well, yeah, I mean, like the, I don't feel my my rights are violated by me by people asking me to wear a mask. No. I, I had people come to my house yesterday to see our house. We're selling our house. Um, and I asked my agent to make sure they were masks because I don't know where they've been, you know, and I don't know if they're sick or asymptomatic. All I know is I don't want to get sick. And I don't know these people. And they're coming to my home. So I wore a mask and they wore masks. And we spoke through the mask. And I was like, well, you know, I really appreciate that, you know. Because I don't want to get sick. That I do know. Yeah. To me, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal to, to, if someone asks me to, you know, you know, before you come, wear a mask, I have no problem with it. I mean, that that's where I'm, if, if you ask me to wear a mask, like stores, I see a lot of people arguing, you know, with store owners about why they have to wear masks and stuff. I mean. A lot of people are very against it. They feel like it's uh, against their rights. Yeah. To be told, to be told it's mandatory. Because, you know, and I, and I. I understand where they're coming from, but it's like a personal choice, you know. But if you're going to go into a public facility, that facility has the right to create their own policies. And yeah. you have to respect that. And I think that's where it comes down to is like you have to respect the facility that you're entering. And if yeah. you don't want to, then don't go there. Yes. I mean, I remember signs. I don't see them really more anymore. But when I was growing up, like no shirt, no service. So, like, I mean, if you come in shirtless, I mean, you can expect no, you can expect no service. Correct, correct. And, the, and that, because it makes other people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want you walking around shirtless around me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> well, I don't want some guy's sweaty stuff on my Slurpee in 7-Eleven. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, right. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Really enjoyed talking. We talked about a lot of different stuff, not only Raven Black, Thank but about you. what's going on. But I do got one more thing before we go. 2021 is coming up very fast. It's already Thanksgiving of 2020. What can we expect from Raven Black for 2021? Uh, you can expect a uh, what would have been our bonus album to our fourth album. Uh, since we have some downtime, uh, we're going to release the bonus album on its own uh, next year called Raven's Diary, which is Raven's personal musical journey, which is not a metal album. So, I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. I'm very no screaming. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's all, my own musical journey. So there will be some ballads. There will be some rock. Maybe some punk, maybe some hip hop. Who knows? It'll be all be a mystery until you guys get it. I'm uh, very, I'm very curious about that. I cannot wait to hear that. So <laughs> definitely, I'm looking forward to that for 2021. Definitely awesome. a highlight. I can tell you that. Yeah, we're we're hoping for me to go to LA when it's safe uh, in March to record the rest of the songs. We've recorded three of them already last year, um, and I'm still writing, and I'm still, I'm always writing. So some new songs might be added to that um, release. And uh, so if I can record it in March, probably going to do a pre-order in March and release it in April, May. I'm looking really forward to that. And if anyone <laughs> hasn't, please check out the key, which I have holding right here. Uh, it's definitely a journey. It is a journey listening to that. I do highly recommend everyone check it out. So thank you so much, Raven of Raven Black, hanging out with me. This is actually my longest interview I've done. So. Oh, my God. Thank you, Matthew. You just you just beat you beat my last well what, two weeks ago was at fifty five. I'm so a yapper. I'm a yapper. But thank you so much, and please don't forget to send me that review of yours. I will do that. So thank you so much, Raven, Raven Black, and of course I am the host Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. <laughs>